0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. From today's epistle, See, then, that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Time is the arena in which we live out our faith, yet faith can become strangely disconnected from our experience of time. Faith can become an abstract or invisible concept or possession that doesn't have much impact on the daily calendar of events. The practice of the faith can become an attempt to bring this invisible faith into our lives in the world to help us become happier or more successful or whatever it is that the world tells us we should be. But Jesus did not die and rise and send the Holy Spirit merely to make us happy and successful in the world. Jesus died and rose to give us new life in the new time of the kingdom of God. We can only experience the fullness of this life by entering into its time. Thus, our time must be redeemed It must be brought into the new time of the kingdom of God. We can distinguish between two senses of time. One is chronological time, which comes from the Greek word chronos. And the other is the meaning of time. And there's a Greek word for this, is kairos. It doesn't, however, require a detailed study of Greek to understand the distinction. Chronological time is the events of life as they take place in a sequence of hours and days and weeks and years. Time as kairos refers to what the chronological time means. What is God saying or doing during this season of time? This distinction is often missed and leads to confusion. For example, The New Testament says that the current era of time is the last days. This is a kairos, or meaning statement. Living in the last days does not mean that we should look for a series of chronological events that will tell us when Jesus is coming. This is the error of many prophecy teachers. We are in the last days because... The Messiah of Israel has come, has died for the sins of the world and risen from the dead and has sent the Holy Spirit to the church. The entire age of the Spirit from Pentecost to the coming of Jesus is the last days. It is the meaning of this time, no matter how long this time lasts chronologically We can understand the difference between chronology and meaning in terms of the ordinary events of life. For example, say we worked on a project and the project failed. We failed to accomplish its stated chronological goal. From that merely chronological perspective then, what we did resulted in failure. However, when that Failure is experienced in terms of what God is doing within us. It takes on new meaning. Christ enters the failure and teaches us new humility and gives us new wisdom and forms us as the eternal beings we are in him. The main problem with mere chronological time is that it always ends in the failure called death. And every accomplishment is lost with time. Today's great building accomplishment is tomorrow's archaeological ruin. This is why our world, which is stuck in chronological time, is so full of anxiety. There is a feverish attempt to make things last that can't last, to create meaning when there really isn't any meaning other than what is experienced in the moment of the thing. Time only takes on meaning as our Chronos is redeemed by bringing it into the Kairos of the kingdom of God. We enter the new time of the kingdom through baptism and the gift of the Holy Spirit, which through which we participate in the resurrection of Jesus. And we cultivate this experience of new time through prayer and our participation in the body of Christ. If we are risen in Christ in baptism and continually in the the Christian life as a community, as a body, the body of Christ, not merely as isolated individuals. Through participation in the church's liturgies, the life of prayer, and the community of the church, our chronological time is brought into the time of the kingdom. And our time takes on the meaning of living in the last days. We are always preparing to meet Christ through prayer and through our encounters with those who bear his image. For as Jesus taught us, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. The resurrection of Jesus took place outside of the world's chronological time. Jesus rested on the seventh day of the old creation and rose on the eighth day, which is beyond that time, which is also the first day of the new week of the new creation. This is what we gather in the Eucharist on Sunday to experience. We remember and experience again the resurrection of Jesus. We renew and grow into our baptismal experience. Our lives participate in the time of the kingdom, which is beyond the time of this world. This is how we begin to redeem our time. This is the first day of the week, the first day of the new week, of the new creation. This is the reason the world cannot see the risen Christ and cannot perceive the Kairos. To live in this time is to live in Christ, in the Spirit. Without the gift of the Spirit, one cannot see or enter into the kingdom of God, as Jesus explained to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Our vocation in the world is to be witnesses for this life, for Christ, this life that exists in this world, in the church through the Holy Spirit, and in the coming kingdom of God. We are witnesses to a life that is not bounded by the sadness and death Of mere chronos. We are witnesses to a life that redeems the time in preparation for the coming of Jesus. Our main temptation in life is to get stuck in meaningless chronological time and focus merely on the temporal results that take place in that time. The gospel today warns us against that temptation. God betrothed himself to Israel in the Old Testament. And then he told her to get ready for the coming marriage. Then the Messiah arrived and said, Come, for all things are now ready. But Israel got caught up in the concerns of Kronos and lost sight of the true Kairos of her time. The people made light of it. One went to his farm, another to his merchandise. Some took the prophets who reminded them of the Kairos and killed them. The parable continues beyond Israel to the church. The man without a wedding garment in the gospel appears to represent a baptized Christian, one who was in the church but was not prepared to meet Jesus when he came. Like the people in the parable, he got caught up in the concerns of mere chronological time and lost sight of the true meaning of time. He neglected to use his time as an opportunity to prepare to meet Jesus by the habitual practice of repentance and faith and the life of prayer in the community of the church. When Jesus appeared, he was revealed as a man who did not redeem the time. The New Testament calls us to wake up to the true meaning of time. The verse in Ephesians immediately before today's epistle says, Awake you who sleep and rise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Romans 13.11 exhorts us to fulfill the moral law by the practice of love because Knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. As Jesus said in Luke 12 56, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you do not discern the time? As we bring our chronological time into the time of the kingdom, the struggles and sorrows of our lives meet Christ and take on new meaning. A second Corinthians says, this light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Ordinary labor and ordinary faithfulness, no matter what temporal result they may produce, are given the promise of an eternal reward as 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Thus our epistle exhorts us, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil.